All right, here we go. Wednesday, so a whole new episode um, because now I do new episodes every single Wednesday, and the demand is longer, longer, longer yes. episodes. Longer, we like longer. The problem is, um, you know, you had other business to take care of today. I'm running late. I've yeah. got to go to the, a guy now appointment at 1:45, so this might be just an hour, folks. Okay. <laughs> Well, you know what? But if they don't get enough sure. of us, then they can see us this weekend. I got to make sure these ovaries are staying in place, Paul. Ooh, that's right. I know. I'm having an ultrasound. Would you this have, could be too much info, but. You're having an ultrasound. Would you ever have your ex frozen? You know, it's funny. I looked into that and mm-hmm. I was like, um, you know, it's super involved. Mm-hmm. So to get your eggs frozen, you have to be able to, like for two weeks, be able to basically, they can call you at any point. You have to leave work, come in. They have to do like blood work to make sure your um, hormone levels are at like a certain level mm-hmm. and that your eggs are producing. Okay. And then you have to inject yourself every day with shots and you have to take all these pills leading up to the procedure. Then the procedure is like a day surgery. You have to go mm-hmm. in. So it, I know that some women will do anything in the pursuit of having a baby, but I'm just like, fuck it, I'll just adopt somebody else's. So asking you for an egg is not going <laughs> to, basically, that's where I'm going with it. Oh, you could want you an th- egg? Could you throw me an egg? Oh, my God, do you want to have a baby? <laughs> well, Are you getting to that? Are you getting was, the baby? Well, I was out with my friend Brooke last night. So Brooke has a son named Nolan. He's so cute. But basically, Brooke and his partner, Greg, um, they bas- they went to a woman, they okay. got her egg, and okay. then they went to another woman and implanted the egg in her oh, right. situation. And then they had the baby. So, I mean, it's a lot that went into that baby. I don't know. I mean, it probably cost them over $100,000. I was going to say, how much did they... Okay, yeah, sure. Do you want me to carry it for you? I'll charge like a surcharge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got 10000 like, on it. How's like grand? Okay, fine, ten. <laughs> okay, how Can about... you also raise it for me and I just come visit every other no, weekend? No, hell no. No way. You're and you fucking pay me taking palimony. this child. No way. Are you kidding? <laughs> I'm going to need full child support on the weekend. You want me to pay palimony? <laughs> I mean, oh you my know, God! It's a negotiation. You are. His, this is, you want the kid? Well, I mean, we're just talking. <laughs> it's just two friends talking over a couple of eggs. Speaking <laughs> of two friends, welcome to the Hey Fresh Podcast. I'm your host Sarah Fraser, along with Paul Wharton, who's amazing, amazing. Everybody loves you. You're backed by popular demand. Oh, wonderful! I get so many emails about you. Do you? you know, yes, people say? want you. Who doesn't? They love you. I've never. Does does anybody say mean things? No, just that one woman who you already messaged. And remember, she turned around like in a day. She's like, oh, actually. That's my friend. Is she coming this weekend? I think Jen is coming to the live show. That sounds like fun. By the way, our live show is this Friday night. There are still a few tickets left, although we've sold even more. So we're down to like. Wonderful. 10 or less tickets. So you need to purchase your ticket. DCimprov.com. You'll see a thing that says, hey, Frage there. You'll see Paul Wharton's picture and mine together. Click on that. The show will sell out. It's 7.30 p.m. February 24th, this Friday night. So we can't wait to see you. It's going to be incredible. We've already got a drag queen opening the show and other surprises. (laughs) Right? You see what happens when you get a gay (laughs) co-host? You got drag queen opening the show. We got some some guys that are going to take their shirts off, big muscly humps, walk us up on stage. And you hang out 
out with the hottest straight and gay guy. Are they straight? I don't know. They're really mostly know. straight. Really? Yeah. I know that's what you're talking about. The models, me. you mean? Yes. Yeah, they're all straight. Well, I'm obsessed with their one model, Adam Aish oh my God, or whatever. Adam, super, you're obsessed with him? He's so hot. Well, I mean, I am, we but I feel like we don't night. have you any, were, like... You were running around after him like a, I, I like know. a little puppy. I tried to... I did. <laughs> I tried to hook up with him, but it was like... I don't know. We didn't have any chemistry. It was like weird. He doesn't have chemistry with hardly anybody, but he... <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, if he didn't have those muscles, and I love you, Adam, but he won't listen to this. He's too ADD to listen to a podcast. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, you know, he he's all so he's all funny. muscles. He, he is all he's muscles. Great. He's great. I think the last time I tried Thanks. to hit on him and hang and, like, like go out or whatever, he he wanted me to come and work out. Like, actually, that was our date. You tried to hit on him? Yes. Wait a minute. Hold up. Yeah. Where was Dan? <laughs> was Dan away from me? Uh-huh. No, I think, like, yeah, I think... Couple years ago, because you know this was actually even before Dan. I, I've been trying to get with Adam for like a long time. Who's so this calling? was BD. No freaking way! Oh my god, way. Adam! Oh my god, put him on speaker. Should that I put is him on? fucking crazy. Yes. Oh my god, um, Adam. We're we're doing the Hey Phrase podcast right now live. Adam, say hello. What's up? Oh my we god. were just talking about you. We were literally you just. No, no, no. Dead serious. I was saying how, okay, Adam, this is Sarah. I've been saying for years how I've been hitting on you and, like, trying to get in your pants. But there's, like, I don't feel like you have any chemistry towards me. And, like, I'm always trying to hook up with you. Hello? You know, I kind of thought that in the back of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and since you're... Yeah. Since you're you're on this podcast and you're probably going to listen to it, I need to fess up to what I said about you. I said you're too ADD to listen to this podcast, so I can talk about you, and I'm not worried about it. Now you'll probably listen. You'd be, you'd be probably correct in that. <laughs> oh, my God. See? Adam, are you, are you currently dating anybody? No. Okay. What's your Instagram? Because you're super hot, and I, I really, if, like, things don't work out with you. all day I'm, Adam, but what are you doing all day? All day Adam. Oh, my Pumping God. Pumping iron? What's all day mean? Uh, I like alliteration, to be honest. <laughs> Adam, seriously, oh, when's yeah, the last okay. time you've had a serious girlfriend? <laughs> it's probably a couple years. Why? See, what You're people so don't know about him, he's hot. so booky, though. He puts his glasses on, he uh-huh. reads his books, he's mm-hmm. kind of a dork. Under all those muscles. You are kind of a dork. That is true. I do think that's why you haven't gotten But laid. don't dorks or need whatever. love, too? <laughs> do you whack off a lot? Adam, how many times a day do you jerk off? That's uh, a variable number. I, I don't know. Yeah. We've got to call you back. We need to call you back and have you on this show. What are you doing Friday night? Are you coming? coming on the show. Are you, are you coming to the live show on yeah, Friday night? Come to the live show on Friday night so we can interview you live as our special guest. You are. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> well, in front of everybody, like the whole, the, uh, yeah. That's on Friday night. So listen, clear your schedule. I'll call you later. But hey, tomorrow night. I'll uh, can you, can you, can we talk about that <laughs> after? We're doing a We're show, We're doing a show Adam. right now. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's just, Oh, my God, that is, okay, was that not crazy? Let's How think of somebody else. We are else. psychic. Oh, God, who else do we Oprah. want us to call? Oprah. 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 Oh, no, Michelle Obama. <laughs> Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama. Uh, anyway, look, yeah. we have so much Let's to talk, talk about, about on this podcast. We have a million stories to get to. I was up in New York over the weekend, and let me ask you this. 
Paul, do you have interpersonal skills? Do you know what interpersonal skills mean? I have no idea. I don't have those. (laughs) I had those removed. I don't either. And the buzzword up there, because I I went and spent time with my uncles. I have have three three questions to discuss. One, I had this crazy massage from a woman who, for the first time ever, jumped on my back and massaged me with her knees. Is that normal? Well, you know, I get a lot of massages, as you know. I'm, you know, fancy myself a massage expert. Oh, you do? Okay. Without release. I'm not down (laughs) with all that. However, there was this one time. Okay. um, I was in Dominica. It's like an island somewhere. Okay, Dominica? Dominica. Yeah, not the Dominican Republic, but it's called Dominica. Okay. Don't ask me exactly where it was. I don't know. We went on a little plane and we got there. So anyway, um, and this lady gave me a massage. She was very robust lady, you know. Okay, yeah. She's, yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm there um, getting my massage, and I'm laying on my stomach, and she's massaging my legs, and she just keeps going further up. And, and as she goes further up, I feel like the tips of her fingers, like, <laughs> touching my balls like, from the other side. And I'm just like, oh, my God, what, what's going on? And, like, my eyes pop open, but I'm staring at the floor, you know, because it's got, like, the little hole in the, yeah. you know, where you put your head. Sure. So I'm like, oh, my God, this lady is touching my balls. What's going on? So then she just keeps going further. And then she goes further, and she, like, gets up to my butt, and she starts, like, spreading my butt cheeks. Well, this woman was doing that, not really spreading them, but definitely massaging into the butt cheeks, like, full on. Now, there was a blanket over it, so it wasn't, like, hand-to-skin oh, no, contact? this one was hand-to-my-butt. Really? <laughs> yes, honey. Wow. And what did you do? I was just very uncomfortable, but, you know, and I just went with it. I'm like, you know, I'm in an island called Dominique. I don't know where I am. <laughs> Let's just see where this goes. Oh, my God. You're hysterical. <laughs> well, okay, we need to talk about that. Also, I realized that I have no interpersonal skills, which are apparently the number one thing now that companies look for when hiring you. Mm-hmm. And then also, can we discuss the trend that people are eating oranges in the shower because oranges are so sticky and hard to peel? Has that you ever happened to, to you? you kidding me. Mm-hmm. It's real. Okay. That, and I also want to get into the Uber, the story of the woman who worked for Uber for yeah. a year, and now her blog is, like, blowing up. Yeah. That story is unbelievable, the sexism there. Wow. So we have to get to all that. Let's get to I all want that. to talk to about your weekend first, and I'll tell you about, I was up and seeing my gay uncles uh, who've been married for four Are they, they your real uncles? Well, one of them's biological. One of them has been with my uncle sure. for 40 years. Wow. I don't even know how they do it. Do they have any friends? Um... No, not really. They really keep to themselves. Yeah. No, they really aren't. I mean, I think at one point they could have been, but they Mm -hmm. I would say they spend to excess. Oh, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when you're gay, you can never really be really rich because you spend it. I mean, I'd say they've spent every penny they They have. I mean, I think at one time, and my mom's motto is this too, but my gay uncles and my family and my mom, the motto is the last check should bounce. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay, okay, you just made you feel a lot better about my life. Yes, the last check is gonna bounce. For yeah, sure. exactly. That's how they live. So very high, you know. I mean, incredible vacations, all this stuff, and their interior decorations. But I don't think they have. Oh really God, have... they must have a beautiful house. Oh my God, they have a to die for apartment. I don't think they have a pot to piss in otherwise. But the <laughs> the apartment looks amazing. I want to go. Oh my God, I want to go see they these uncles. They would love you, Tony oh and George. Oh my God, Tony and George are unbelievable. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I love it. Oh please, we'll go up for sure. Okay. So how is it, what was going on? Because every you always have the most fascinating world. You always hang out with celebrities. You are a DC celeb. You always have great drama. You know, there's always something going on. What is going? On? You mean last weekend? What did I do? 
Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, this past President's Day weekend, anything? Okay, exciting? so last week I went to um, I went to a uh, an event at the African American Museum of History and Culture. <gasps> yes, and I ran into Mary Wilson from the Supremes. Oh, you know, she okay. was a back backup singer in the Supremes. So Diana Ross and the Supremes. She was one of the Supremes with Florence Ballard. So anyway, I ran into Mary Wilson and I'd met her before. And she was with my friend Linda Mercado. We end up hitting it off and we decide to serve our plates and sit down next to each other and have dinner. We have this great time. And she tells me she's going to be at Blues Alley and she hooks up these tickets. I, I mean, I bought the tickets, but she just got me a nice table up front um, at her show on Friday night. So me that. and my godmother, Marcia, went to the show. So it's interesting. Okay, we're sitting there and it has me thinking, wow, this woman has so much history. She was out in the 60s. She was telling stories about how they would go on these Motown tours. and with they would, Diana Ross. With Diana Ross. Like doing their manager. So right. everybody got screwed but Diana. Da- right. She gets her little digs in. But you know what I realized? After the show, I went home and Googled. And a few years back, Diana Ross wanted to do a reunion with the Supremes. Oh, my God, you're kidding. She wanted to do a reunion. And by the way, the movie mm-hmm. Dreamgirls is based on the Supremes, right? right? And okay. Miss Mary said that she did not get a check, and she is not happy about that. Oh, you're kidding. She, yes, she didn't get a check. But let me tell you about this. So, Diana Ross, I looked up an interview that she did with Barbara Walters when they were going to do this Supremes reunion. Okay. And Mary Wilson ended up not signing on the paperwork. And this is, it led me to really mm. think about this. It's kind of like when keeping it real goes wrong. Because, I mean, here we are in Blues Alley. People, pass the butter. You know, and she's singing her song. I'm like, oh, my God. You know, they're clanking dishes and, you know, slurping. I need another martini. You know, I'm like, oh, shit. This is a legend that's here. But she had this opportunity to do 30 shows with Diana Ross. And she told Diana Ross that she made a million dollars a year. So the, the production wow. company offered Mary Wilson $2 million. So they doubled that. Mary Wilson didn't think that was enough because Diana was getting 20. But she's Diana Ross. Wow. So then Diana doubled the two to four. And Mary still didn't think that was enough. What? Lord, God, how much does this she want? So here we are, several years later, past the butter. And I'm just like, <laughs> damn, let this be a lesson to me. When keeping it real goes wrong, sometimes you may not be the one out front or the main one, but you know, that $4 million, and I don't know what she has, but I just know that I don't think if she had that $4 million, she would be... At Blue's Alley? I... What do you think? Well, I I love, love, love that you just said that story because Mm -hmm. I think I feel like in life, right, it's hard. And I go on this show and I talk all the time about empowerment and um, fighting for what you want and not compromising. But the funny thing is, is there is a line. Mm -hmm. I mean, and we all, I think, can... Don't you find it difficult because we all can be in that place where we think we're worth, Mm -hmm. like, a lot more than we are? Sure. Yeah. And I think you have to find that balance of what you are truly worth and, you know, not underselling yourself. But maybe she already has $10 million in the bank and maybe she wants she does. to do it her way. Maybe but she does. And she just likes to do those shows at those kind of venues. I agree with you. I think, too, it's like, you know, in, in some ways, right, like with this podcast, and mm-hmm. it was three days a week and going down to one a week, mm-hmm. and we both contribute and work for Fox. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes, you know, you think, well, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to stay true to this. Like, this is sure. it. Like, this is. Meanwhile, Fox is offering you something great. Like right. what was being offered mm-hmm. to this woman. Mm-hmm. And I think it's easy to sometimes talk yourself into. No, no, no. I need to stay true to the craft. 
Absolutely. Which is great, but then how are you going to pay your bills? And, you know, people ask only for so long, and then they don't ask. So, and then they're on to the next. And they're on to the next. And I will say this. Everybody is replaceable to mm-hmm. some extent. Mm-hmm. It's not the same version. It's not sure. the same version. But everybody is replaceable. I think everything, um, you know, you can be hot in, in this moment. Um, from In my life, I've found that it, it is kind of like a circle. If you think about a circle yeah. going, you know, and sometimes I'm on top. And sometimes I'm just doing the, the stuff to get by. You know, there's some moments. And, you know, it's a slow-moving circle. It's right. not like so fast, but um, luckily for me, I've had these opportunities to kind of reinvent or, know, you know, make myself fresh job. again and, you know, just kind of come back out with it. But everything passes. Everything changes. You know, that's why you don't take it too seriously if you're hot at the moment. Because if you think about the people that we watch on the Oscars at the Grammys, that's a whole new crew. From what All we the saw time, like a couple five years, years ago. ago. Yes. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? You're a whole new group. so hot and then you're mm-hmm. not. And then you're not. And then you're not for a while and then you're hot. But it's so funny because that story reminds me like this weekend. So I'm working on a show mm-hmm. where um, the, there's an NFL wife who I really, really love. And we've become friends. And um, she wants to do a show. Okay. So the show is about her. And she wants me to be on the show okay. as like this the token white girl. Right? Okay. And I'm like... I really want to do this show, but <laughs> people still using these terms. I'm like, I'm like okay, what? are you okay with this? Yes, being a token white girl, absolutely. Oh my God. Because here's the thing, like, you know. I think you have to look at opportunities like the Supremes, okay. right? Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not my be-all, end-all game. And it's not your show, but it's one right. of the many things you're doing. But right? here's the thing. I'm in this meeting over the weekend about this show, and I've realized I have horrible interpersonal skills. Mm. And interpersonal skills are all about taking direction and being able to work as a team with other people. Do you think you work well with other people as a team? Mm-mm. <laughs> I don't think so. And the guy who's going to produce this started telling us kind of like what to do. And I immediately got turned off and wanted to quit the project. Is that like bad? <laughs> no, you're you're like in boss mode. You don't like to be told what to do. I mean, Right, but here's the thing. I'm the fucking woman from the Supremes. What am I right. going to do? You're the doo-wop lady. I'm the doo-wop. <laughs> you're the ooh, baby, baby lady. Uh, yes. I am honest <laughs> to God in the back. Ooh, baby, baby. Yeah. yeah. And I'm trying to fucking be the lead singer. Right. But I'm like... I don't know. What would you do if you were me? You quit the project because this guy is going to kind of tell us. Um, well, it, I, I, that's kind of yet to be determined, but yeah. I think we'd shoot like a season. Okay. So maybe this summer. So I would say, and you know, I get paid for that time. Okay. It seems a little off brand, but if you think that it's a show that's going to get picked up and you're going to get some great recognition for your podcast and for your other work, then I say do it. Okay, you know, and then, then take direction and work with others. You got to take direction and work with others. Oh, how do you? How do you like work I, when you're in situations? Like, do you? Well, just... you know, I do that with my hungry team. So, right, you know, I'm a partner at a catering company, and we do. Um, and, and I go there yeah. like once. Or, well, I won't use that. I mean, I'm supposed to go there once a week. That's the expectation. Is that I go once a week and I talk about all the fabulous events we're going to do, and I help them figure it out. Um, and uh, I just, um, I'm not good <laughs> when, when someone else is telling me what to do. I'm just not good at it. Right. So thank God. Um, thank God. You're self-employed. You yeah, basically thank God have to do what I do. Yeah. Because if not, I would be screwed. First of all, I'd never get to work on time. Okay. That's just, I would never get to work on time. And then I would take really long lunches. 
I remember I had a job this once. I had a job a long time oh, ago. God. And I used to, at lunchtime, first of all, I told you I thought I had narcolepsy. I, I don't think you ever told me you had narcolepsy. Okay, so I had this job, and whenever I would get to work in the morning, I would, like, fall asleep because I could not, <clears throat> and I wasn't even going out or anything. It's like I could not, I was so bored, I would fall asleep. So I actually went to the doctor and thought I had narcolepsy. Oh, my God, that's hysterical. I was like, oh, I probably will get my driver's license suspended because I have narcolepsy. <laughs> and I can't they were drive. like, no, you're just bored. You're just fucking bored. You need to, like, you know. Go do your own thing. That's amazing. But at lunchtime, I used to, I remember running. I went outside <laughs> at lunch for lunch one day, and I remember I ran. This job was in Rockville. <laughs> I ran down Rockville Pike like a bat out of hell. I was just never going to come back. That was my fault. I just ran <laughs> just down Rockville Pike. Out of the job? And then lunch? I realized that, like, I needed to go back and put my time sheet in because I needed to get paid. <laughs> so I walked back like a mile to the job. So, you- no. I'm not good at it. A riot. Oh, my <laughs> God. At it. You're so funny. Um, all right. A couple of stories, yeah. too, that, that over the weekend everybody's been talking about. First of all, do you have any thoughts on Milo Yiannopoulos, the uh, very conservative? I mean, is that this- was a quick crash and burn, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, so Milo Yiannopoulos, who wrote for Breitbart, uh, who was a writer there has resigned from his job. I mean, the most interesting thing about him, and he has a podcast on Podcast One. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um, but... I just can't believe he's such a hater, and and he's gay, and he suffered discrimination. That's well, not the you know, he part. he stood for for free speech and saying whatever he believed for all that time, and then when he finally went too far, he's like, oh, well, in the gay community and in the British people and our language, and it was misconstrued. No, 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 no. Stand in your truth, Milo. You know you. <laughs> That's what you believed. You said everything else you believed that offended people. And it's funny. It's like right before the big crash and burn, he had gotten so full of himself. I saw him walk into this um, event. Oh, really? Everybody was taking... No, I wasn't there. It was on TV. And everybody was like taking selfies with him. And he was looking at the people like, yeah, I'll take one with you. Mm, No, I don't want to take one with you. And he had his sunglasses on and the big fur. And he just... I know he's... All I can see is... I mean, I just thought... All I thought was, oh, my God. Under that fucking ratty ass fur coat, he must smell like a truck driver. Like I don't know, I, he just looked like he smells bad to me. I, I just so well, he's like picking and choosing who he takes selfies with, and then you know this happens. So uh, he's thirty two years old. You know he's been kicked off Twitter because he's the one that started all the racial um, tweets and slurs and everything against Leslie Jones from mm-hmm. Saturday Night Live. But also Love he her. went on. I know she's amazing, and the shit that he started on there was like, I mean. Uh, did you read it? It was like mm-hmm. horrible shit. Like mm-hmm. just truly, truly vile stuff, right? So good for Twitter. They get rid of him. Um, but he goes on to make comments on a podcast where he basically is saying that um, pedophilia can be a good thing. Uh, this is on the podcast. Now, he's saying the podcast was edited to make it sound like he was essentially saying pedophilia is okay. Uh, Yiannopoulos condoned sexual relations with boys as young as 13 and joked about a sexual encounter he said he had with a Catholic priest as a teenager. He says, you're misunderstanding what pedophilia means, he told the host of a podcast. Pedophilia is not a sexual attraction to somebody 13 years old who is sexually mature. Pedophilia is attraction to children who may not have reached puberty, which is like even mm. worse. 
Uh, anyhow, he also goes on to now say, and uh, Simon and Schuster have pulled his two hundred and fifty thousand dollar advance for his book Dangerous, the memoir that was coming out, mm-hmm. and he now says he does not support pedophilia. Period. He writes, "It's vile and disgusting crime, perhaps the very worst." There are selectively edited videos doing the rounds as part of a coordinated effort to discredit me from establishment Republicans that suggest I'm soft on the subject. Openly, anyway, he goes on to say that. Mm. Well, ain't that something? See, the checkbook is the great equalizer. People start pulling their money back, and it's like, <laughs> what? Do you see yeah. how humble he was in his um, when he was begging for his forgiveness, or when he his retort on Facebook, and yeah. I mean, he had his big old Coke bottle glasses on, and he was dressed in a suit with a tie. Yes. I mean, it's like, who is this guy? No, I thought you were. Yeah, wear your pearls and yeah, your fur jacket and all your yeah, all your. Well, stuff. yeah, I'm not down with that pedophilia stuff. I will tell you that this story just um, something just came back to me. I had an experience when I was about 13 years old. Really. I was on the Metro. I used to model for an agency called um, New Model in Crystal City, Virginia when I was a kid. Oh, I love it. And one day, I think we had a photo shoot, and I was coming back. I was taking the Metro from Crystal City to somewhere in Maryland, and there was a guy that was uh, an older gentleman that was, or asshole, um, that was like staring at me on the metro platform and I noticed and he came over and he says hi how are you and I said oh I'm fine and he says oh are you a model and I had like my portfolio on my hand and I said yes but I remember thinking like oh wow he thinks I'm a star he thinks I'm a model I didn't even there was nothing sexual from my side you know I was just like oh wow this guy thinks I'm a model and I was like yes I'm a model and he was like, oh, you are. I could tell. And he's like, are those your pictures? And I said, yeah. And he wanted to see. He said, oh, can I get on the train with you? And I said, well, I mean, I'm going this way. He got on the train with me. Oh, my he God. He sat next to me. He sat next to me on the train. Um, squished me in, kind of like. Yeah, like up against the All of a sudden, the rail there's the nobody seat. else on the train. And he tries to put his hand down my pants in the back. Oh, my yeah. God. I was 13. <gasps> yeah. How'd you get away? I just was like, this is not right. I mean, I finally, but I'm telling you, there was a moment where I did feel a little paralyzed by the fear. Yeah. I remember being like, "Uh uh-oh, like there was nobody else around. I felt the pressure of him, like, pushing me against the seat. Yeah. You know? It was, like, major. So, you know what I think it is with... with, with, Oh, my um, God, that's so scary. That's, like, so traumatic. Did you ever tell your parents... You know, or is it just so traumatic when it happens? You're like, you oh my know, god! I think I did, and I I can't really tell you what the response was. I mean, I don't. I feel like it was kind of maybe one of those things at, at 13 years old where they were probably thinking, oh no, is my son gay? Or do you know what I mean? Right. So they kind of swept it under the rug. If yeah. I asked them again today, they'd probably say they, they don't remember. But right. I don't really remember getting it. Well, this is a Debbie fucking downer. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> but no, your stories are always so fascinating. Yeah, and, but, I, mm-hmm. and look, the reality, right, is like sexual abuse, molestation, all this stuff happens to so many people. And I get a lot of emails. I mean, I have to say, like, I'm, I'm so happy that people trust me enough and, like, trust this podcast. But I get several emails, and I have a really nice guy who wants to come on and talk about male rape and like that he has been a victim and he's like we have to bring awareness to this and I'm like yeah absolutely let's do it so that's interesting I know right because he's a real advocate for for that and like he says you know it's it's there's a different stigma with that than he was raped by a woman. No, he was raped by a man. Oh, by a man. Okay, I'm yeah. like, okay, now you got to walk me through this. Okay, <laughs> like, okay, now what? Now I'm, I'm sure that could that right. could happen, right? Yeah, by a woman. Oh, a woman can rape a man? Yes. 
Oh my god, absolutely. There's so many like R. Kelly. Yeah. Oh my I feel like this has now turned into the sexual abuse. Yes. <laughs> you gotta read yeah. R. Kelly's um Rolling Stone interview, but R. Kelly was raped by his um like aunt or female cousin for years. What? Yes, yes. It's crazy. Mm. We got to do a whole special okay, now on sexual abuse. Anyway, um, but I was uh, the Milo Yiannopoulos thing just fascinates me because it's you're right, boy. Tides have turned. Um, the other story that I think is pretty interesting. I want to know because you're a huge NBA fan. Yes. But do you go to any WNBA games, <laughs> Girl, Let me tell you something. <laughs> what are if you, somebody why you offered to, to give me tickets to the WNBA, I would look at them like they had four heads. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know. I ought to give you a quiz on, is it name of a WNBA team or is it a makeup brand? Hold on. Okay, I'll know this. <laughs> I probably will know this because of some, I know the makeup brands. I gotta find out. No. Um, yeah. Well, did you see this story? Candace Wiggins is a former U.S. basketball player. She says that she was bullied during her, during her career for being heterosexual. Mm. Wiggins is 30 years old. She told the San Diego Union Tribune that culture in the Women's National Basketball Association is very, very harmful. The four-time All-American guard blamed the, quote, toxic environment for her decision to quit in 2016 after eight years in the league. Uh, another player accused Wiggins of reinforcing unfair stereotypes. Um, she says that she couldn't stand the culture. She says her spirit was broken, and she added, me being heterosexual and straight and being vocal in my identity as a straight woman was huge. I would say 98% of the women in the WNBA are gay. It was a conformist type of place. There was a whole different set of rules they, the other players, could apply. Wiggins, who is now training to become a professional beach volleyball player, graduated as Stanford's all-time leading scorer and was selected by the Minnesota Lynx. I don't See, know how much better links. she's going to do playing volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> They're just going to be white and gay, not black and gay, right? Are you surprised? I thought that the women would be supporting each other. Well, it sounds like, what's this lady's name? Uh, Candace Wiggins. Candace. It sounds like Can- Candace, Candace girl, you listening to <laughs> No, but it sounds like Candace <laughs> isn't one that wants to be around a bunch of lesbians anyway. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, I don't know that there's any scenario. I mean, I find myself in a group of around straight guys all the time. I mean, no. Actually, I was going to reference boxes. <laughs> actually, I mean, there's gay people everywhere. Bunch of skate, yeah. there, there's, some, there's mostly straight guys. But do you believe, I mean, because when you think of the LGBT community, mm-hmm. you think of an open, accepting community. Have you ever been in a situation where they've bullied someone for well, being actually, heterosexual? Oh, to tell not? you the truth, the dirty little secret in the LGBTQ community is the le- the lesbians and the gay guys really don't fuck with each other. Well, yeah, they don't really... Well, it's true, because, like, my uncles really don't like... Well, my, my one uncle, mm-hmm. George, who's the decorator, loves women. But my Uncle Tony actually doesn't really like women Well, let me all. tell you something about me. I love women, and yeah, I love and I have love lesbian women. friends, and I have straight girlfriends. I mean, like, I'm all about it, all of that. But I do have some gay friends that when they see women, like last night it happened, I was at a gay bar, and one of the guys that was in our group, um, there was a bunch of women in the bar, and he was like, what are these bitches doing in here? Blocking up the bar. I mean, he was going off. I had to pull him to the side. That's so interesting. And I do think, you know, I went to Mount Holyoke, which was an all-women's college, Mm -hmm. and I do think there's a fair amount of lesbian women, too, that are not big fans of men. In fact, I have a dear friend who is gay, and she's not really into men. Well, when you go to a lesbian bar, when you go to a gay bar and you're a woman, you can just go into the gay bar. I I've heard 
um, especially this one bar that's here in D.C., uh, the lesbian bar, when you go to the lesbian bar and you're a man, you have to have a woman that takes you in. Like, you have really? to be almost sponsored by someone to go into the gay bar. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. All right, WNBA team. Is it a WNBA team or is it a type of MAC lipstick storm? That's a WNBA team. Oh. I see you knew that one. I'm just... Um, okay. Um... <laughs> That's all you got? Just one? <laughs> Rockers. Is it a team or is it a makeup brand? That's a team. Yes, you know these. That sucks. Oh, my God. I can't believe you're getting all of these already. There's a little piece of me inside that's really straight. I guess. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's very deep inside, yeah, but it's like pretty straight. Yeah, you like get all these cushions. Excuse me? Cushion. That's a makeup. Oh, this is a, this is a terrible quiz. You're getting all of these. Ultra. Is it a is it a makeup brand or is it a WNBA team? Makeup. You know it. Comet. Makeup. WNBA. Or, there you go. Houston Comets. I thought you said you didn't watch these guys. I don't, but I'm a big NBA fan. Soul. So. Soul. Soul. Makeup brand. Soul. Makeup brand or WNBA team? WNBA team. What? How do you know that? I You're do. doubling it. No, I'm not. Look. Oh, my God. I can't believe you got all of those. <laughs> anyway, you're right. You didn't miss I'm one. I'm a man, Sarah. You're 100%. Yeah. Hey, you ever think there's, um like, is there, you know, ever oversharing? Have you seen, I don't know if I put this on the show prep or till this morning, but... Um, there's a guy who's running. His name is Noah Dyer. He's running for governor in Arizona. I saw that. Yeah, you saw that. And he's basically come out on his website and said, okay, in order to start like a real conversation and to stop any rumors, here's everything that I've done in my religion, my sex life, my divorce, my finances. And he has posted everything. So he's taken part. He he's, believes in open relationships. He's had orgies. He says everybody was like of age. Everyone consented. He said tons of group sex. Wow. Uh, he's divorced. He'll only sees he his sounds kids. hot. Is he good looking? He's actually really hot. Noah sure. Dyer. Yeah. So my question to you is, you ever think there's like too much sharing or do you think he's very smart in that scandal is always going to come out? So way to way to stop. Well, it. I tend to overshare. So I can never. I mean, I, I do believe that he's probably smart because the, the guy that I talked about before that I dated in New York. Remember the, the, the guy that I went to New York? Yes, yes, right, right, right. Well, he actually was a mayor of a small town, and he ended up, uh, he was married to a woman, as we all found out later, you know. <laughs> yes, he was married to a woman, right. he had kids, he was a mayor of a small town, he ended up hiring right. a male prostitute, okay, in California, he told the guy that he was a mayor of a town, <laughs> the guy extorted him for, uh, like, I don't know, $50,000 or something, when he didn't pay, the guy released all these um, pictures of him naked in the bed. Oh, my God. Exactly. So he had a lot to hide. So he can never run for public office again. I mean, he was hiding, like, a double life. He had a boyfriend on the side. You know, later he had me. He actually spelled his name differently with me. When I Googled him, I found nothing. Right, because he he basically altered his name. And then one day I just happened to put it in another way. Child, the floodgates opened up, honey. (laughs) I said, oh, shit. I saw TMZ, police reports, the male prostitute. I mean, the wife, the kids, the other boyfriend. 
So it sounds like there is something to actually just like putting it just out there. It. I think it's great. I actually think Noah Do- Dyer is really smart because I think that now everybody does know all your shit. Mm-hmm. Now people can pay hundreds of dollars to get like a complete background. Yeah. Everybody is looking to extort you or put your stuff out. I think it's great. He has a whole section called uh, Scandal and um, oh god, let me see what it is on his website. You'll see it there. Oh, Scandal and Controversy. So it's right there on his website and you can search about it. I think it's genius. And I think younger voters, I think the younger voter, mm-hmm. if you are honest and out front, what have they not seen and heard? I don't Absolutely. think they care. And I think the older voter still they, cares. Because they're like, that's a real person. Yeah. I, I thought it was completely, I think it's genius. Well, let me tell you something. I had a one night stand with this guy um, who I met at Black Whiskey, and he um, ended up coming over to my house and whatever. We had a little one-night stand. Well, anyhow, the guy, then he texted me and he wanted to go on a, like, hang out. And I okay. said, oh, no, that was just that one night. He got so mad, he said, oh, I'm going to tell everybody that you had me over there at 3 o'clock in the morning, and, you know, and I, we were doing this, and we were doing... I said, hey, let me tell you something. In fact, let me give you the number to every press person in town. I need a good scandal. Maybe that'll pump some of this and it'll sell some of my skincare products. Do Tell, you, please. Do you think there's like a sex tape out there of you? Like, is there a sex tape? Do you have a sex tape? Back when the sex tapes used to be. Cause see, now, like, I have a sex tape, but I'm in possession of it. You are? Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, my God. I want to well, see it. Se- I got to tell you, you one other thing. You have a hot body, so I bet Thank you. Thank you. You're and so you have good. a huge penis, I right? I have a really nice one. Yeah. So, I also I have so one good. other sex tape. <gasps> you do? Oh, I love I do. It. I have a sex tape. I, I had sex with this guy. Me and this girl had sex with this guy. Oh, I love it. So you're having a threesome. And he's a billionaire. Okay. Oh, and God. he's into S and M big time. Okay, so I hope this doesn't get me killed. <laughs> I won't say his name. <laughs> I'm Look, I'm like, cut, go to commercial. Go to commercial. I'm trying to think of all of them. Okay. So anyhow, so you know, I go over there this one night, and I know this guy. I mean, he's a friend, or whatever. Um, and this girl <laughs> was a friend. Um, so anyhow, so I go over there, and I'm not really into the S and M thing. So this is like my crash yeah, course. Yeah, me neither. He had a whole closet, so we put the ball gag in his mouth. I tied the thing around. He's crawling around the floor. I'm beating him with the whip, <laughs> and every time I beat him, he just more, more. He's got the thing in his mouth. You know, <laughs> he loved it. He absolutely loved it. So as a little insurance, because I didn't know. How that yeah, was going to go? Yeah, how that was all going to go down? I did take my camera and I set it up on the side <gasps> you and I did. Oh and my I, God. I rolled video on it for like two minutes. And do I just, you still have it? I do. Holy shit! That is like our meal ticket. Why just are you holding case. on to that? We could be completely funded well, with when our own I can't, show. When this is all over for me, then that's <laughs> <laughs> that's the last check you talked about. <laughs> wow! Oh my yeah, God! Yeah, I never have mentioned it. I never have. And you know what? That girl got a car out of that. She and did? I didn't get anything. He well, didn't that's take ridiculous. me shopping or anything. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's she discrimination. Yeah, you know, you should email him that. I know. Yeah. It, it I don't know who's right. into and I really, like, I really worked hard on that that night. <laughs> I mean, I was fully committed. You brought your A game, yeah. I, was, I beat the hell out of him. Every time I beat him, <laughs> every time I beat him, like, he was more aroused. I just beat the hell, <laughs> I just no beat the hell out of him. I'm going to take it out. I beat that shit. And then I would, like, take Who my foot and push him that? over, and then he'd fall over. <laughs> Yeah, well, the whole thing. Well, see, my thing with S&M is, like, I feel like it would be my luck that I would kill the person, you know, by accident. Oh, like, I didn't beat them that they hard. Would, they would want this, and I'd get really into it, yeah. and then i just, like, you know, really 
like beat them to death. They'd have no oxygen or would whatever. Would you call the police or would you try Hell to cover yes. it up? No, no way. <laughs> Absolutely not. The cover you know, up never works. I shed so much hair. There'd be so there'd be a fucking trail of DNA to my place. <laughs> oh my god, are you kidding? Every time I look around, I pick up this clump of hair off my body. I think, oh my god. If I, oh people are going to easily be able to find me just based on all the hair strands. No way. I would absolutely call and I'd be like, <laughs> I'm sorry, this guy is into some kinky stuff. I don't, like, I will give you whatever you need, but he wanted me to beat him to death and right. that's what I did. And I, and I beat him to death. I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't know how people are into pain. Like I said, like, I got this massage and I genuinely want people to mm-hmm. write to me, okay? Mm-hmm. Sarah at HeyFrage.com. Please weigh in on this podcast all the time. Send us articles, topics you want us to discuss, feedback. You guys are great. I read them all. Give me a month to respond because I get slow. (laughs) But here's what I want to know. Is there really any genuine purpose or health benefit from someone getting on your back Mm. and massaging you with your knees? Because I got to say, she did this really cool technique. She would... With her hands, she'd like kind of hold her weight up on her arms, and she'd like walk with her knees. Like, were those hands on the table? Or? Yes, okay. on the table, and she'd like walk up your back, walk down, wow. and then she would take her knees and kind of like massage down your thighs. Wow! And like, it was great. But I'm like, is this for show, or does this actually really help your muscles? Mm, I don't know about that one, right. Sarah. I've never okay, heard thank that. You. Yeah. I don't know about I that. I didn't get girl. a lot of response on Twitter I posted because I think people were like, um, you've just been like completely scammed or something happened. Yeah. There. Yeah. I think people the same way felt like I had been taken advantage of. Like, That's this, like, never happened to me. Masseuse. Yeah. Anyway. Um, are you shocked to hear that people are eating oranges in the shower, that this is an actual thing on Reddit because um, they're so sticky and people don't like all the um, like the white kind of residue yeah, and everything that comes with it? you got to clean up the peel in the, in the tub. What, what's Here are the actual that? pictures. Look, so people are now Redditing what? them in the shower. And they'll they'll eat oranges. I think this is genius. I never even thought you of this. You do though, yeah, but then I would you have to this. pick up all the the orange peelings. Right, but then they might clog the drain up. But see, I think this would be excellent because it would smell really good. I love mm-hmm. the smell of real citrus. Um, you your hands aren't going to be sticky. They're not going to be like having all that white stuff on it. So you couldn't just great. eat the orange and then wash your hands. <laughs> I mean, is that not making it on Reddit? I mean, what's up? You know, what's am I that up? old school? I still just um, eat the orange and wash my hands. Well, apparently, Paul, people are doing it to uh, reveal or to have an experience free of mess and stickiness. But it runs deeper than that, transforming from practicality into a way of achieving a higher state of being. Look at this one person. They'll even eat grapefruits. They say in the bathtub. Think is that too much for you? Oof. <laughs> Let me see that bathtub. That's one of those bath fitter things. <laughs> What's it mean? What you know bath fitter. You look at the bath I see the commercial. So you know exactly what it looks like? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, people literally want to enjoy their oranges but have a phobia of all the residue that comes with it and the stickiness as well. So they just now are doing it in the shower and taking photos. Who knew? Uh, very strange. But I don't got to try that. Have you ever eaten in the shower anything? I always feel like that's so tacky. Well, I mean... <laughs> actual food. Um, actual food. No, I haven't. You I never like taken a bath and just like. No. I know me neither. It doesn't seem I'm weird. Not that hungry. I can wait till I get out. <laughs> I don't understand. No, although I do take really long showers. My shower pressure, my water pressure in my shower is like the bomb. Amazing. Oh my god, and it gets so hot. It is steamy in there, and I have like a thousand products. It mm. is like, and I got my incense going. I'll have my music playing. I'm like, showering is my thing. Um, so I have a million stories to get mm-hmm. to, but you know, I always send show prep the night before. Were yeah. there any stories I don't you really look use at it? it? Okay. <laughs> 
By the way, I mean, I, I, you're so you know what my favorite thing about you is yeah. you're so honest. Well, you're I, so you truly are like so honest. And I was the car say, on the way over here. I is was there in, any stories you want to talk about? Well, Otherwise, I'm going to keep going and pitch them out to going. you. Okay, well, here's the other one that I want your opinion on. Have you seen this company? I feel like we need to invest in this called Fire that essentially is the very first hair dye that changes color based on the temperature outside. So you put in a wash, your hair wash, and it is going to change color. When it's really hot, it'll go red. When it's really cold, it'll go blue. And it will have like a whole new like color wave. You and then when okay, so how long are you able to keep your hair after that though? Only lasts about a week or two. <laughs> oh, it rinses out. Yeah, it rinses oh, okay. out. So here's an example. Here, let me see if I can even play this video. I think this is like the video commercial of it. Um, oh, fire, huh? Color changing hair dye. Okay. Now reacts. Okay. Ooh, this is amazing. I feel like Irene, the intern, you'd have this because Irene has fire red hair. She Look, does. Wow. see the temperature's changing. It's getting redder. Wow. Now it's getting cold. Whoa. Okay. What do you think? I mean, I don't know. It's a little gimmicky for me. I would never use it on my own hair, but I mean, would you, Irene? You're not into it. No. I want to know what I look like before I leave the house. Like, that's (laughs) my look I'm going for the day. You know what I mean? Like, I don't don't want want shit changing up on me. Right. (laughs) Oh, okay. No, I I (laughs) don't. Yeah, I don't. I need to know what I'm looking like before I leave the house. That's a commitment. <laughs> I'm sure I know how you're going to stand on this, but I feel like this in some ways makes perfect sense. A travel writer is saying that one of the easiest ways to travel is to actually pack all your dirty clothes and then go on vacation because it's easier to wash them on vacation than to prep. You think that's true? I think Who this the is actually. Hell wants like, to do that? I mean, you know, I travel a lot and I rarely yeah. check anything in. So I've gotten it down to a science where I have, you know, I can take two bags on. Um, so no, but packing dirty clothes. I think this makes okay. Why? So How are you follow do your the rationale. On the, on the so road? he says this. He says if you're a business person, mm-hmm. you're probably throughout the week, right? You're you're coordinating your outfits so you look good all day long, right? Okay, but then you're binning those to either take them to the dry cleaner or to to wash them. But you've already laid them out. So he's saying. What you should be doing, open your suitcase, throw throughout the week, throw your whole set of clothes that you wear, you're like your coordinated outfit, throw it in the suitcase. And then he said that wherever you go, most hotels have like a um, pickup clothing service that they'll either dry clean, they'll wash your clothes in house. If you're staying at an Airbnb, it will have like a washer dryer. And he says it's easier to just do your laundry there on vacation. And then not only that, but you wash them so they're clean when you get back. Mm-mm. <laughs> I'm not down with that. Who was it? If I go on vacation, I if I go on so a business great. trip, I don't want to spend my time doing laundry, and I don't want to wait for the lady or the guy to bring it back to me. That might be the only thing is I don't really want to do laundry. But then I think, damn, he's like essentially, and a lot of times he's saying if you go to a high-end, medium to high-end hotel, they'll actually do it complimentary. Okay. So see, that would be, a, that's genius. All your dirty clothes get washed while you're on vacation. That's so Yeah, but good. what if you get caught up at TSA and they're like, sir, I'm sorry, there's something in your bag we need to check out. And they open it and it's like just a waft of like this funky clothes and underwear. Okay, yeah, that's the only thing. The smell. Not good. But don't you like wash things, you know, I mean, I, I'll wear stuff three, four times before I wash it. Not everything like smells too bad. Oh, you don't? Oh, what? <laughs> I change my pillowcase every night. You do? Get out of town. I wash my sheets once a week. Okay. Once or once a week or once every two weeks at the most. Every night? Why? Every night. Well, I think that's why my skin is clear. That's one of the reasons. Oh, do you sleep with a silk pillowcase? I, 
I sleep with a silk cap on my hair. You do? And then I do all my facial stuff at night. My Clarisonic brush. And then, of course, I use my Paul Wharton Beauty products. <laughs> and then I change right before bed. Well, maybe I just like to... Well, I put the, a fresh pillowcase on because I don't want the oils from my hair that go through the silk cap or anything. Now, do you do this routine if you've got a, a, a friend over? Oh, Jesus. Have I told you this before? No! Oh, it is the most awkward thing. I keep the silk... I keep the silk cap under the bed, like, and as soon as whomever, insert name here, <laughs> yeah, but whoever I'm seeing at the time, as soon as he goes to sleep, then I pull the silk cap out, and I put it on my head, and as soon as things start moving around in the morning, I take the silk cap off and you put it back under the bed. You are kidding. I'm Has serious. anyone ever gone up in the middle of the night, and like, you didn't realize, and you just had the silk cap on, they come back, they're like, what they in think, the I'm hell? Like, How am I doing They're on to you or something. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, nothing like a boner killer than a wake up and see a grown man wearing a silk cap with a big ass fucking magnolia flower on it. Oh my god, I love you. You have got to take it. You have got to. We have to see a picture of this. Can we see you lathered with Paul Wharton products? And then my silk cap on? Yes. Sure. Oh my god. You look so good. I love it. You do look really good. Maybe that's the the key. Did you ever drink (laughs) Zemo with a Jolly Rancher in the bottom when you were growing? What? I don't know anything ever. I don't know. I don't relate to that. I'm sorry. What is this? I mean, Maybe that should be our new thing. We'll just skip this story when you're no like, I don't, to that. To that. I don't relate to that. I mean, what, what's the thing? Does the Jolly Rancher... Okay, wait. Did you ever yeah. drink Zima? You know what Zima yeah, is, Yeah, I know what right? Zima is. Zima is like basically a Smirnoff ice. Yeah. That, okay. So, one of the first ones, right? Right. Yeah. One of the first ones. And it was this tacky drink, I feel like, in the 90s. Probably even started in the 80s. Had a really like glass bottle, really mm-hmm. tacky, you know, uh, labeling. Um, but people used to put a... When I was in high school, they were really cheap and easy to get. A Jolly Rancher in the bottom. And they're very low alcohol, I think. Okay. And so the Jolly Rancher would kind of flavor the fizzy alcohol water so okay. you get like a watermelon or whatever flavor you'd make your own wow well now it's coming back zima could be coming back miller Coors course is po- posed to reintroduce the 1990s era clear malt beverage that was once advertised as something different oh jesus okay. <laughs> oh lord all right why do you don't think I mean, so are they going to bring it back and they're going to have the Jolly Rancher already in there? No. No, they'll just bring it back. And if you want to add the Jolly Rancher, you still have to. Okay. Um, And they're saying that, you know, within the era now... Falls over. Oh my, god. <laughs> oh my god, I want to try these. I know, but they're I know, so. Sarah. I know. Well, here's the thing. I haven't had a, I haven't had a Zima in years and years. And it's funny. Like I try and go back and drink some of the drinks that I had in college mm-hmm. and, and high school, like Rolling Rock. I couldn't even choke down a Rolling Rock beer, or like a Zima. I don't think. Or I, you I've remember tried, Tang? Tang? No, I never really got into Tang. I've yeah. had it, but I, I've had it, but I, I'm not like a big fan. Do you used to yeah. drink that? Well, I had a friend in my neighborhood. Her name was Nicole Gerard. I love her. She's a doll. She was my best friend growing up. And her mom bought so much shit. Like, their pantry was full. They had, like, 40 cereal boxes. Like, oh, nice. you know, Fruity Pebbles, all the stuff that like I wasn't allowed stuff. to have. Right. Like, we had, like, Raisin Bran and Cheerios. Right. You know? I yeah. mean, my mom, like, cooked really nice, healthy food. All the time. I and knew, yeah. we didn't have anything, like, Kool-Aid. Like, Nicole Gerard and them, they had every kind of chip. 
Oh. Oreo cookies. I would go over there and lose my fucking mind. Okay? <laughs> you just eat <laughs> like, your way through. Like, whose house do you want to go to? Uh, let's go to your house. I love going to your house. You know, and we would go in. She'd run right up to her room, and I'd run right to her kitchen. <laughs> yeah, but Tang... I used to love the taste of it, but it left that film thing on your tongue. You ever oh, had that? Yes. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Ugh. Yeah, Tang did that. Oh, Zima was probably similar. Mm. Maybe on Friday, I'm going to see if the improv carries Zima, and I'm going to order one and see what it's like oh, at that our live show. like a nice light beverage, because <laughs> it's Saturday morning. I have to wake up for a photo shoot at 8 o'clock in the morning. Oh, me too. I have to go to work. So wait, does this mean you're not going to get that drunk at the live I'm show? I'm not going to get that drunk. <gasps> really? Wow, I'm a bit more reserved when I'm not drunk, though. Yeah, but I think that's good. I think we need you in moderation because, like, I think sometimes you, like, you know, maybe you have, like, one too many shots of Patron and then you start, like, telling about the virgin story that, remember, you told in front of everyone. I don't. (laughs) 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 Okay, the Amorosa show when you, like, broke in about the Elmo. Oh. Losing your virginity to Elmo. You were, like, you stopped the show. That was a good show. show. I mean, it was a great show. (laughs) That was was a a good show. show. That was one of my best. Oh, my God. No, but I hear you. Yeah. We'll all be monitoring your drinks. We'll have, I'll just have one for the night. It'll be hysterical. Okay, I have, like, so many stories I still want to talk about. Which of these do you think is most interesting that you want to hear about? Um, An analysis of 350,000 email messages has found the best way to end your email if you want a response. Well, that's kind of interesting to me. Okay, well, Because I don't like when people send me an email and they don't have a you know, best or regards or... Oh, really? Okay, you're on to it. The other one is that um, an article was just written that sometimes you become closer to your parents after they get divorced. Mm. That, in fact, you can be closer to them post-divorce. I agree with that as well. That happened to me, I think. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. You got closer with your parents after? Closer with my father. No kidding. Yeah. Um, And then the other one, too, that I wanted to talk about. um, Did you see this one where the the Internet went crazy over the supermarket sugar cookies? Um, If they're, in fact, delicious or nasty. Do you you ever buy cookies from it? Do you know what these sugar cookies are? This story, like, blew my mind. The supermarket sugar cookies. Yes. So people are losing their mind. Yes. There are these pink ones. Do you think these have any flavor or they're nasty as hell? No, I kind of like them. You do? Yeah, I do. <laughs> okay, well, the internet has been discussing this. And, and what did they come up with? Well, a woman first started this whole controversy. She tweeted out that they're the nastiest cookies you could ever imagine. Is it? The, she says, it's that time of year again when stores sell those bottom-of-the-barrel, flavorless, piece-of-shit things. They have no nerve to call cookies. And it got 31,000 favorites on Twitter and over 18,000 retweets. Well, to me, it's kind of like a little cake, but it's easier to eat. I can just grab it, and it tastes like a little cake to me. But people were furious with this woman and started trolling her and basically saying, um, okay, that was the most disrespectful thing I've ever read. Those cookies are my life. I can't believe you have the nerve to slander these deliciousness. All these people It's are just going, the sugar. I, I love those cookies. I think they're you fantastic. You do? I think they're so gross. I'm with this woman. Um <laughs> You like those? Yeah, fucking, I used to save up my money to buy those. You saved up your money to buy those sugar cookies? Yeah, dude. Your, your mom was cloud, smart to make you... Cloud cookies. Cloud cookies, that's what they are, exactly. Wait, when you were a kid? Uh, like two years ago. Okay, because I was going to say, you know, those cookies I, I are once so got the gross. worst <laughs> whooping of my life as a child because I used to save my allowance and walk like a mile to the grocery store oh, yeah. and buy a pecan pie and hide it under my bed. <laughs> And my dad found the pie under my bed. Were you an overweight child? No, I wasn't. I was very thin. Sounds like they were starving you at the Wharton household. No, I just really liked pecan pie. And he beat me because I wasn't sharing. What? 
He thought he it was. He gets mixed messages. Well, he was like, it's not right for you to have this pie under your bed, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did. I always had. I, I kept me a pie. Oh, my God. We got to have them on. <laughs> I would get up in the middle of the night, go, go pee, come back, cut me a little slice of pie, eat it, go back to bed. You oh, it was great. Are a riot. <laughs> well, this. No. You don't. I hope now you have all the food and cereal you right. want. Everything, Otherwise, people are going to be bringing you food on Friday night. <laughs> oh, no, I have stuff. Uh, she tells BuzzFeed, the woman that started this twi- this tweet, says, I wasn't planning on starting World War III, but despite the massive debate, I'm standing by my words. I will never change my opinion on these cake cookies or these cloud <laughs> cookies. And she's not alone. People did agree with her. Uh, some other people tweeted, people who enjoy these cookies probably think that black pepper is an exotic spice. <laughs> Oh, she's coming for the children. Sorry, you two. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, Business Insider did this. What's your favorite? Like, okay, do you have a signature um, sort of line you leave people with that you Best think regards. works? Best regards. Okay. You think people like really respond to that? Like, are more likely to respond to that versus if you said nothing? There was a lady. Oh, my publisher. I don't want to say too much about this, but because <laughs> I'm not done with the book. Um, but there's a lady that works for the publisher that's publishing my book, and she sends me notes, and she doesn't put any salutation. It's like she just says what she says, and she doesn't sign her name or say best or fuck you or, you know, anything. anything. So I responded back to her the other day and said, um, you know, when you send me a message, um, please uh, put a salutation. Like, I- <laughs> I don't like this. It, it seems too aggressive to me. Yeah, I told her. What'd she say and to she that? And she said, oh, sorry, I'm always busy. So, you know, it, it's not personal. I said, this isn't personal either, but I would prefer if you have something to ask me, you either use my name or you put best or thank you or something. Yeah, see you soon, XOXO. Something. Yeah. How do you feel about XOXO? You <laughs> That's a little personal. I mean, I do oh, really? XX I do that to everything. everybody. Oh, XX? Yeah. Oh, I feel like that means, like, death. XX? <laughs> I don't which know why, but I feel like... Which one is kisses? Is, it, uh, is the O the hug? The X, X is, is kiss? kiss and O so is So I'm just hug. kissing. Don't hug oh, me. Just kiss you're me. just kissing. I'm I like that. i kissing everybody. Oh, I like yeah. that too. Oh, good. Okay, yeah. I'm going to start doing that XX. Do you X, know what? Yesterday, X. I actually was in shipping. I did shipping for my uh, beauty line because there's a lady that comes in in the morning to ship our uh, All items All your products? Out. And I did the shipping. First of all, I have a new respect for people that ship stuff out. So I'll just say that. So thank you for doing my shipping. But I did it all yesterday. And I wrote everybody that bought packages a, a note. note. I wrote them great. all a note. And yeah, and it was it felt really good. Oh my god! So everybody like that, that bought some of my products the other day, they're gonna all get a note from me. See how one? I feel like that's how you get return service, though. Mm-hmm. That's like amazing. Well, here's the analysis. So they took a look at over a thousand emails, and they found that when you put this as the last line, this is how likely you are to get a response rate. Okay, so. Um, if you put best regards, okay, mm-hmm. you're about 52%, 52.9% of the time you'll get some sort of response okay. because you're not alone. People like to see some sort of response. Um, cheers got 54.4%. I'm on that cheers bandwagon too. Cheer, cheer, mm-hmm. That's amazing that cheers. I always feel like cheers is douchey. Mm-hmm. But they say no, 54.4%. If you just write thank you, Paul. Mm-hmm. That had a response rate of 57.9. Wow. Thanks had a response rate of 63%. So just thanks. Does warm regards get you anything? Is that on there? Kind regards okay. gets you 53.9%. Okay. Regards gets you 535 Oh. Best gets you 51.2. People so apparently don't like people best. People aren't in the best. Any guesses on what the number one last line is to get the responses? Sincerely? 
Good guess. Thanks in advance. Thanks, Thanks in, in advance. advance had a response rate of 65.7%. Huh. Is that not crazy? Thanks in advance sounds, again, like douchey. Like, that means hey, you're already going to do me that do. favor. Right. Yeah. Thanks in advance. Right. Get on your shit. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> that gets the most response. <laughs> I love it. Good that is to amazing. Know. Okay. So you're right. You better sign with something. I do. Uh, I wanted to end the show with, because we... we didn't really get into this, but the woman who uh, worked for Uber, who is now like, I mean, the internet is like going crazy, but she basically put out a blog post yeah. saying what it was like to work for Uber for I a year, that. and it was torture. Did you read that? Yeah, I did. So she goes on to say that the environment is super sexist there. Mm-hmm. Uh, she describes one incident where um, her team manager, they were going to um, order leather jackets for everybody at the company, but then there were only like 10 women on the team, so the manager came back and said, hey, sorry, the women aren't getting leather jackets, only the guys are, because there's over 100 men on the team and we get a discount. You guys are only 10. We don't get a discount for you. Can you believe this? What? Then, the second day she's on the job, she gets a message from another guy who's like her supervisor basically saying that he's in an open relationship. His girlfriend's getting laid all the time. Right. He needs to get laid. And he's looking for somebody at and work. He's looking for right? somebody. Yeah. Oh, and he's And she snap, um, screenshots these takes them to HR. HR doesn't discipline him. They're basically like, okay, thanks for reporting. Well, you know what? He's a high performer, so we can't kick him off the team. But, you know, we'll sternly warn him. Now, am I the only one that thinks that that's like an ultimate payday for her? Well, right? I would Does think it is, too. this lady not know Science and Kirk or any of those other law firms? I mean, <laughs> you know, I'll get Johnny Cochran out the grave if somebody says some <laughs> shit like that to me from Uber. Oh, they might as well um, just pull the checkbook out you right know what? then. That's an awesome question. Susan Fowler is the woman who wrote the blog post. Um, and now people, of course, are using hashtag delete Uber even more, that um, hashtag. But she's, you know, I got to find out. I got to read more and find out if she's already got a payout. Um, now, of course, and she writes, reflecting on one very, very strange year at Uber, uh, she's a prominent former engineer there of the organization. Fowler alleged that she was propositioned for sex on the first day of the job, was repeatedly blocked from advancement, and found Uber's human resources department unwilling to take any actual and sexual harassment claims she and other female employees fi- uh, filed. So it looks like she did file them, mm. but then was eventually, I believe she quit because they kind of told her if you keep being a whistleblower mm-hmm. we're going to fire you. So the CEO said he wasn't aware of any of this, right? Correct. So the mm-hmm. CEO Travis Kalnick, uh, Kalnick has now shown a desire to um, be more transparent and came out and said that they are looking into this immediately. He says he's promising, quote, an urgent and independent investigation and he announced that if anybody is found to be guilty of what she's saying, they'll immediately be fired. Hmm. But, I mean, those are some detailed or like detailed things to be making up. Uh, she also says that the boardroom was like a Game of Thrones, where everyone hmm. was like fighting each other to essentially, you know, get ahead. Have you, I mean, is it like that, that though? I, well, I feel like, yeah, I think that it is like that. I think the no. work environment is, don't you? I, I kind of do. I think the corporate see, work environment is like this. <laughs> yeah, we do dip in and out, right? But we don't get the... And here's the thing. I mean, yeah. with the whole Gretchen Carlson thing, I mean, your HR department really mm-hmm. doesn't advocate for you. They basically right. make you... A, they red flag you as a whistleblower. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that was the best article I ever read was Gretchen Carlson's attorney was like, if you're being sexually harassed at work, go find an employment attorney. Do not tell your work because they're going to make all the way to protect the company and basically try and either move you around quickly, get you out the door. They want you to go away. They're not going to help you sue the company exactly. that pays them. Exactly. 
I mean, it's just, but I do think environments are like this. I think they're super covered. She did it so right. But her husband was an attorney. Like, Damn. her husband knew what they were She's doing. She got $20 million. Let me tell you something. I know. You can harass the fuck out of me for $20 million. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can harass me until I am blue in the face, okay? For $20 million. Shit, for $2 million, you could you could call me every name in the book. I know. But I think this is crazy. I think it's scary because I do think work environments are like this. This they is are. Uber. This is supposed to be a progressive company, mm. and I think this is so where it's at. It's scary. It's it's. I, I think it is scary because what do you do? Do you participate or do you quit? If I had to go out here and get a job right now, where would I go? Well, I mean, where, where would I work? Um, I couldn't work for any of these companies. What I would know. I do? I don't know. That's a great question. <laughs> what would we do? I don't know. I, I, that's. I know. Who would you really want to work for? I know, me neither. Maybe the government. there are a lot of people I see that have these corporate jobs and they don't really do shit. They just collect a big fat paycheck. And I see them and I'm like, well, they're they're not really doing anything. They're just kind of showing up for work. Must be fucking nice. Um, Look, you need to follow us on social media. Where can people follow you? They can follow me at Paul Wharton on Twitter and what? Paul Wharton style on Instagram. Insta, Insta. Um, You can follow me at HeyFrage on Twitter, on Instagram, Show on Snapchat. Our tickets, less than 10 are available for this Friday night. DCimprov.com. It will sell out. I'm so excited. We are going to have so much fun. Yes. And Destiny B. Childs is opening the show. She is. Oh, my God. I love her. <laughs> Do you know Destiny B. Yes. Childs from Freddy's? Oh, my God. Oh. Freddy's Beach Bar is a sponsor, so we're so excited to have Freddy's and Dark Horse on board. Yes, definitely. So excited. It's going to be a fabulous show. I can't wait to talk, 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 and meet everybody. It's going to oh be so much God. fun. Oh, my God. Come see the action live. Um, And I'll be back next Wednesday. Paul may be with me. We'll see. We'll see what he's doing. He better be back. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye.